Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So today I wanted to go ahead and put together a special episode that's going to be published outside of my normal podcast cycle, because there's frankly some scary stuff happening around the world right now, and I thought I'd like to address this kind of out of cycle, so this is, I guess you could say this is a bonus episode this week. Um, you know, the stock market has just absolutely plunged this week due to coronavirus fears that are starting to circulate around the world. And while I have my gut feeling that tells me that, you know, some of these fears are overblown, um, both of the stock market and coronavirus, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't really know. Uh, we don't even know what we don't know. <laughs> When it comes to these things. Um, but you know, I'm starting to see a lot of people get concerned. Family, friends, coworkers. I hear, I want to go get a bagel this morning and, and heard people talking about things. Um, so you have this mysterious virus. You have trillions of dollars in wealth being eradicated in the stock market. And you have some political turmoil going on. Uh, we're kind of in transition right now with the upcoming presidential election. And uh, we're not really quite sure how things are going to play out here in America. Um, but you know, all these things are kind of forming what I guess I could say a little mini apocalypse. And it's these little mini apocalypses. We don't get them too often. Uh, every, you know, five, ten years or so it seems like. Uh, maybe every 20. <laughs> depending on your way of reckoning these things. But you've, you've got these little mini apocalypses going on. Raise concerns. With a lot of people, a lot of the, the fear gauges uh, start spiking. Um, people start posting stuff, especially on social media. Things really get a little out of control on theirs as uh, the panic kind of, uh, you know, just goes off the charts because of the feedback loop that social media creates when it comes to panic. Um, so I just thought I'd go ahead in today's podcast and do something a little different. I want to kind of uh, think in apocalyptic terms, if you might will. Uh, and I want to read to you briefly from the book of Revelation of all places. Uh, Revelation chapter 18 and the first little part of chapter 19. And I want to do this because I believe in my heart of hearts that at the end of the day that you and I, especially as Christians, we ought to be apocalyptic people. And these things, when they happen in the world, they should not take us by surprise because if we're an apocalyptic people and we kind of have an apocalyptic prophetic fervor about us in our spirit and our mind and our hearts, um, I believe we will be less troubled um, when, uh, you know, the proverbial stuff hits the fan <laughs> um, because we understand what's happening uh, in the world even when we don't understand what's happening in the world. So without further ado, let me read from Revelation chapter 18 and a little bit of 19. And uh, I won't do much in the way of exposition. I just, I just want to share this passage, share my heart, and just allow the weight of these things to sit with you as you digest what you're seeing in the news, as you digest the conversations you're having with friends, family, coworkers, and neighbors, um, and at church. So if I can, I just want to go ahead and take a moment right now and, and read that. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, 
and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons, and a prison of every unclean spirit, and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay back for her even as she has paid, and give back to her double according to her deeds, and the cup which she has mixed, mix twice as much for her. To the degree she has glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give to her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and I am not a widow, and will never see mourning. For this reason and one day her plagues will come, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire. For the Lord God who judges her is strong. And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe to the great city Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep and cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives. The fruit you long for has gone from you. And all the things you were luxurious and splendid with have passed away. From you, men will no longer find them. And the merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe to the great city, she who was clothed in fine linen and purple scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great wealth has laid waste. And every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor, and as many as make their living by the sea, stood at a distance. And they were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw the dust of their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe to the great city, in which all who had the ships at the sea became rich by her wealth. For one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. Then a strong angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it in the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer. And the sound of harpists and musicians and flute players and trumpeteers will not be heard in you any longer. And no craftsman or any craft will be found in you any longer. And the sound of a mill will not be heard in you any longer. And the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard in you any longer. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. 
because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and all who have been slain on the earth. And after these things, I heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, because his judgments are the true and righteous. For he has judged the great harlot who is corrupting the earth with her immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. And a second time they will said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who sits on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne, saying, Give praise to our God, all you bondservants, you who fear him, the small and the great. And then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, and like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. And it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And he said to me, Write, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. So, there's a lot there. And, you know, countless commentaries, classes in Bible college, and all that sort of stuff could be, you know, tossed at this passage of Scripture. Many people have done that. I'm not going to attempt to do that. But I just want you to feel that. Because I think this apocalyptic sort of passage that we read about in the book of Revelation, with all its complexities and, and interpretational issues... <laughs> That come with it. Um, you know, I think instead of like sitting there going verse by verse and trying to figure out what every single thing means, we're better off just taking the weight of that passage and let it sink into our hearts and our souls because, my friends, not everything needs to be exposition. <laughs> not everything needs to be jot and tittle um, when it comes to in interpreting these things. But when I read this passage... I see there's, there's a judgment, a judgment against what John calls Babylon. Babylon being, you know, a representation of, of the great world system that we're all ultimately subject to in this world. And how that system is ultimately destined for judgment. And that all the things that we would, you know, probably esteem, all the great luxury, all the great sensuality, all the great markets... Uh, all the great life that Babylon, you know, produces for this world. Things that we, you know, really like. <laughs> things we like in the marketplace. Um, things we like with the homes we live in and the nation uh, that we're a part of. At the end of the day, all these things are subject to judgment. They're all things destined to perish. And we read about in this passage, we read about plagues and pestilence. We read about markets in turmoil and great wealth being destroyed. And, you know, while what we're going through right now in this country, you know, may ultimately just be a small blip on the map for things that are to ultimately happen in this world, which I believe Revelation 18 is ultimately a depiction of things that 
uh, not only our past and present, but things that are yet to come. Um, you know, there, there exists in this passage a disconnect, I believe, that we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, are supposed to have with the things in this world. You know, John calls for us to come out of her lest we receive her plagues. Um, and, you know, a lot of holiness groups have tried to make a lot of different uh, things about that with super strict ways of living, uh, legalistic methods of interpretation of, you know, what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of movies you're supposed to go to, what kind of music you're supposed to listen to, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, maybe some of that's true. But I think, you know, at the heart of it, it's really getting down to the spirit uh, that animates us and where we're connected to in our loyalties. Because if we're connected to in our loyalties, in our hearts, and in our minds, to this, this system, this world, this, this Babylon that John talks about in the book of Revelation, um, then we're going to ultimately be individuals who suffer with her and her plagues. Um, so if the th same things that move her move us, there's a problem. Um, and we'll be subject to those judgments whenever they come whether they be now in the present or whether they be, you know, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, 500 years from now, 1,000 years from now, whenever these things ultimately uh, are destined uh, to take place. But we have to remember that when these things take place, you know, the things that we put great confidence in this world, our financial markets, our governments, our institutions, um, all the things that we think are concrete and that we go to, to work every day to earn and to put towards, um, and fight for and clamor for and all the things that we, you know, work so hard to try to just grasp with our hands. Um, this, this thing that Babylon produces, the Bible reminds us that in one hour, her judgment comes. And I think that's why, you know, in our hearts we get so torn up when we see the things that are troubling this, this nation now, be it with the financial markets, be it with the coronavirus, be it with political turmoil or what have you is because we all know deep down inside that, that everything that we look at is ultimately just built on a house of sand, and that it's fickle, and that it can easily be blown away simply by the nostrils of God. Um, that just one little <laughs> is enough to undo all things. Um, and I think in our heart of hearts we know that, and so that's why when we go through these little mini apocalypses like we kind of experience and taste right now, um, we get a little nervous, and we get upset, and our hearts are bothered, and our hearts are bothered because we know that for, for all the great boasting of how strong our economy is, and how great our institutions are, and you know how, how much we can trust in the things that we can see and grasp and hold on to, at the end of the day, we know, we know what this prophecy says, that in one hour, Babylon's judgment came. We saw this, I know I saw this, <laughs> back in 2008 with the housing crisis. Uh, we saw how much uh, the economy could just teeter on the brink of oblivion um, and how close to the edge we got. And then, you know, things kind of resumed to normal and things started to improve and, you know, the economy started to take back off and the stock market started going up and business started resuming as normal. And, you know, before you know it, most of us have been living in pretty good times and, you know, our houses have gotten bigger, our billfolds have gotten thicker um, and we've bought more stuff than we've ever bought before. And all that stuff can be delivered to us in an hour now, thanks to Jeff Bezos and Amazon Prime. <laughs> 
Bible says in one hour, judgment can come. And if judgment can come in one hour, in one hour, (laughs) then what will we trust in? What will we trust in? Will we trust on the things that we can see? Will we trust in riches? Will we trust in our financial institutions, our governments, our leaders, all that stuff? No. (laughs) Think instead we need to have the attitude like we read about here in uh, Revelation chapter 19, that fourfold hallelujah that I, that I, that I read, where they said, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. Amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. So let us have that fourfold hallelujah. Let us have that amen. Let us trust in the fact that the Lord our God Almighty reigns. And the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's trust in him and him who sits on the throne, for he is ultimately King of kings and Lord of lords, and all glory and power belong to him. They don't belong to Babylon. Babylon's just trying to steal all the glory and the power. It can't offer you the salvation that only the Lord can provide. So let us keep that in mind. Let us live as an apocalyptic people who are preparing themselves for the marriage supper of the Lamb. And instead of clothing ourselves in all the the glory of Babylon... Let us clothe ourselves in the fine linen, bright and clean, the righteous acts of the saints. And let us be invited to that marriage supper, just as the Lord said in Revelation 19. Let's be that type of people. Let's be an apocalyptic people, a people who live realizing that the world has suffered judgment and that it's going to continually suffer judgment until the ultimate judgment comes. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to make a big deal about the current situation. I have no idea uh, how the, the things that we're experiencing right now are ultimately going to play out. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I don't have to know how it's going to play out <laughs> to know how it's going to play out. Because that's what an apocalyptic people live for. They live like how it's going to play out. And so, let your hearts not be troubled. Yeah, I know. 401k is being shattered. We're concerned about an unknown virus that has unknown potential. The government doesn't seem to know what it's going to do. We don't know, we don't know how <laughs> we're going to get through. You know, how bad things are going to get. And while I personally think things aren't going to get that bad, you know, you know, I'm not omniscient. (laughs) I don't know everything. Um, But I do know the one who does know how all this plays out. And he asks us to live in such a way so as no matter what happens to this world, no matter what judgment befalls it, that our hearts are not holding on to the wrong thing. Let our hearts, instead of holding on to the, the, the things that Babylon 
promises us wealth, status, power, prestige, sensuality, riches, you know, alleged security. <laughs> Let's instead hold on to the one who has this world in his hands. Let us trust in him. And we know that he will ultimately see us through. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, special little you know, episode for the mini apocalypse that we're going through. Love to hear from you. Jimmy at jimmystable.com if you want to email me. Check out jimmystable.com for more podcasts. Uh, if you want to subscribe, read my blog, all that stuff. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Look forward to hearing from you, uh, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thanks much.